0: Zumo Play.
2: Number two of Visa's Primetime Action on a Monday night. Glad you can stick around with us. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and typically Danielle Alvarez. But Danielle is off tonight here from the South Point Hotel Casino, the lovely, luxurious, spacious uh back comforting South Point Studio here on the tip of the wow, strip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just want to point it out. We don't really give it a shout as much as we should. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Best hot dog deal in town. Oh, hot dog stand right by the studio. What is it? $1.50 per hot dog? Is that what Buck it is? 25. Buck twenty five. Buck twenty five. twenty five. Buck twenty five per hot dog. Limit of three though. Limit of three. <laughs> Limit of three per Then much. you gotta go to the back of the line. Then you gotta go to the back of the line. No. Yeah. So I get crazy, uh, Kelly? I did a, a brief update on stuff, but let's get a more thorough one. Yeah, soon.
3: let's roll through it. Hockey game. We are still in the first intermission. We've got the Lightning leading three to nothing. Uh, live number now. I don't know if you have the DraftKings one pulled up, Matt. I'm seeing fourteen to one. I'm seeing plus fourteen fifty multiple options.
4: DraftKings 17.
3: 17. to yeah. one. That's that's the big one. If you want, want to get in, that's that's a good number. I don't. I don't know that any of the three of us are jumping on that, but uh, if you want to, it's a big number. Uh, Braves and Mets are scoreless. That's in the top of the third. The Braves uh, minus one forty-five live favorite. Mets plus one fifteen on that doubleheader. Four and a half is the live total. Astros up on the Orioles now five to nothing. Bottom of the third inning in that game. Orioles nine to one live. Twelve and a half is your live total. Rangers all over the A's five to nothing. Bottom of the third. Uh, they uh, A's are nine to one live ten and a half is your updated total. The Indians leading the Cubs one to nothing bottom of the fourth live numbers just went off the board for that one. Nope, we got them back. Indians minus one twenty Cubs minus one ten five and a half the live total. Twins two Reds nothing bottom of the second Twins minus six fifty live Reds plus four fifty eleven and a half your live total.
2: Um, one of these rare nights where hockey gets to like really have center stage. Because there's not a whole bunch of baseball games being played. DeGrom already pitched. Dodgers are later. A Dodgers-Padres later. And there's no basketball. It's the rare off night in the NBA playoffs. So it's like, here's a hockey game. It's the Islanders and the Lightning. It's game five. You have all the sports world here in the United States looking after you. Unless you're you know watching the steeplechase trials. Uh, the for the Olympics, um, and it's three to nothing at the end of the first, and three to nothing, and three to nothing.
3: I don't know about you guys, but uh, after the U.S. Open and all that NBA drama over the weekend, I'm actually
2: good with the night off. You know what? No complaints here. I feel the same way. I know you. You attended, obviously the uh, the U.S. Open at to Torrey Pines, Matt. I felt like I watched. 17 hours of golf yesterday alone.
3: Me too. And and again, I was pacing the whole time, so I think I walked as much as Matt Brown this weekend uh, in my (laughs) living room,
2: just back and forth. (laughs) Uh, John Rahm, of course, for those who missed it, uh, wins the U.S. Open. Uh, six under par for the tournament, one-stroke lead over the South African Louis Oosthuizen, who I believe now has the career runner-up Grand Slam, if I'm not mistaken, in addition to having a major himself, of course, back in the day. Um, Three-stroke lead by Rahm over Harris English. It was such carnage on the back nine yesterday that at one point I thought to myself, Harris English is three under in the clubhouse, Might have him in a playoff.
3: Might have a chance. Harris English, if you remember, I mean, for anybody who's been watching the show this long, I did have a winner on early in the year out in Hawaii. Mm, Do you remember that post- a tournament interview with him at all, Matt. Him, like, breaking down, just talking about how, I mean, it was his first win in, like, nine years. Like, it just the the grind of having to try to keep his tour card for so long, and it was like, man, this guy not only has a win now this season, but sneaks into a third-place solo finish at the U.S. Open that is going to fly under the radar, but I bet you meant a
2: whole lot to that guy. It did. Oh, for and, sure. And, I, and I, for those of us who only had Kepka tickets... I really was like at the time, just to give you an idea how ridiculous this is now in retrospect, but at the time when he couldn't par 18 to get in at three under, I was like, oh man, he would have had a shot here too. Of course, it didn't matter in the end. It didn't matter in the end,
3: but it felt big at the time. It felt big at the time.
2: time. Um, Let me ask you, Matt, about I mean, there's so many people to talk about. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Rom, who we've talked about already, deserving the most praise of all. Again, dramatic putts at 17 and 18. Uh, he even said in his post-round uh, interview, you know, it's like he almost felt it was karmic from having to withdraw from from having to withdraw from the uh, tournament a couple weeks back where he was up six strokes and he tested positive for COVID. It's his favorite city. Uh, he's won on this course already this year, and it was just poetic. By the way, it is Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin right here on Primetime Action, Danielle Avari off for the night. But let me just ask you about, you know, all these guys who were folding in the on the back nine yesterday, mm-hmm. let me specifically talk about DeChambeau first. Deshambo, and I asked this of Wes Reynolds from from Veason's long shots this mm-hmm. morning, so forgive those who've heard this twice, but I, I want to get your take on this. So DeChambeau, uh my narrative on him for the for the week or two leading up to the US Open was I'm not gonna forget what I said about him last year in the US Open, which he won, which is, and because I had made an in-round, in in tournament bet on him last year, where it was just like, okay, all these other guys are having these, you know, they'll have one good round and then they'll fade. Another guy will have another great round. But DeShambo, because he has the brute strength of getting out of US Open roughs, he was just steady as could be and he won the US Open last year. And I said, I'm not going to forget that. And so, three and a half rounds into this tournament, as they rounded into back nine, I thought to myself yesterday, I am a genius, right? Here it is. Everybody's up and down. There's DeShambo at five under. He's in the lead. And then he shoots a 44 on the back nine, which included a snowman, an eight. And I just sort of, this is what I asked Wes this morning, I'm curious. For as much as people can say positive things and want to bet, because we do everything through a betting perspective on DeChambeau, does a performance like that and a total crap out, if you will, in the back nine, where he just believes in the way he does things, he's stubborn about it, Does it make you worry at all? Does it plant a seed in your head about
4: DeChambeau bets in the future where you're like, boy, if things go bad for him, maybe they could go off a cliff? It's the reason why, if I ever bet him, I only bet him either outright or, like, top five, and that's it for me because that something like yesterday can happen. Yeah, where if you lost a top 20 on Oh, brutal. God bless Because you. he's literally – because the way that he plays is so – there's such a wide range of outcomes. It's so variant that he's either going to, like, win and be right, right, right in the thick of things or, or what happened yesterday is going to happen. Like, it, I, I, there's no real in-between, right? Like, Bryson misses the case. You know, if you look back over his results here since the U.S. Open last uh, when he won last year – it's a very mixed bag of results and it's because of the way that he hit the way in the style that he plays and he's okay with that. You know, there are guys who are okay with that style of play, right? I mean, it's Kelly. It's the, um, it, 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 we always, I know you and I, cause we have poker backgrounds or something, but like, I always go back to like a poker play, right? Like Bryson DeChambeau reminds me of a lot of poker players that I played poker with, like, especially in like tournament poker that, they're going to play loose and yes. aggressive and fast early because they either want to, they either want to win the like they want to get a bunch of chips and be in a position to win the tournament, or they want to bust and be done with it. And I like I think Bryson approaches these golf tournaments like this, like. I'm either going to win this thing, or I, I don't care if I finish 25th or, th- or 30th or something or whatever, or miss the cut. Like I'm either going to win it, or it's, it's going to be done, which yeah, is I, which I, is fine. But it's a cautionary tale it, for betting. It is. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a great thing for you to
3: bring up, Gil, because I, I thought it was and Matt. I know you were out there, so you probably weren't hearing this on the broadcast, but you probably noticed it where. Man, he was, he was determined to stick with driver. I mean, there yes. was times in that, that round yesterday where it was like, you know, some of these po- holes where, okay, he's, he's bombing it down the fairway on the, these long par fours, mm-hmm. I mean, they're long par fours, but he's bombing it, and then he has a 70-yard shot for this second shot, but it's like, dude, dial it back a little bit. You can hit a 110-yard shot, no problem. Take a safer club to get it in the fairway. That's for me, though. Obviously DeChambeau thinks mm. it's better the way he's doing it. I trust his his belief and knowledge of golf more than mine. But it when you're someone sitting at home and
4: someone betting on it, of course you gotta ask these uh, these questions yes. about who yeah. you're betting on, oh, right? It's it when he look, like you said, Gil, when he made the turn, he was two under yeah. on that front nine, and I'm like He's gonna he's gonna win this thing. Like, I thought so. I, I was like, he, I he's did. gonna win this thing. And then, like you said, bo- bogey on eleven, bogey on twelve, double on thirteen, and then of course the quad on seventeen, where it was where it was game over. Um, after that, and it just you know falls all the way down to a t twenty six in oh, in the tournament. Yeah, it falls all the way down to a t twenty six, which by the way that pays eighty seven thousand. Where if he you know. <laughs> where he's like T, if he's if he's T seven, where, you know, even if he just like basically plays that back nine at like two over, as opposed to a billion over, if he finishes like T seven is 306,000. Just to like, you know, again, we, the money's important. Like it's a big, big, big drop for, for these guys when they do all this stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I think from a betting standpoint, the deal with Bryson is you play him outright and we talk about, we preach derivative markets on this show, right? He is not the guy I would ever play any of the, those with because I don't, he didn't care. He didn't it's, care about finishing
2: position. To your point, Kelly too was like even the ones where he was getting pars. He didn't care if he was in the fairway or not. No, if he right. threw it out to the right, he was like, ah, "I'm fine." But it's sort of again, it just we come from a betting perspective, and this is this is going to be a, a dirty sort of comparison. But it's like when we talked about in the elimination game in hockey, where I said, "Out," you know, I said it's like it doesn't matter if they lose by ten goals. We should bet the over here because they'll empty the net. Mm. Now in hockey, they don't practice that way. So even though as betters, we're like, Hey, it doesn't matter if you, if you lose by 10 goals, Mm -hmm. this is, this is the situation you have to be aware of the context of what you're betting here with Bryson DeChambeau. It's literally like he's the hockey team that doesn't care if he loses by 10 goals. Yeah. Right. In a closeout game. (laughs) He's just like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing.
3: I mean, and, and if there's guys, I mean, listen, he's, we talk about some of these guys, like how much that meant yesterday to a Harris English, Eris English is not as fortunate enough as a Bryson DeChambeau, a Brooks Kepka, right. a Ricky Fowler to have endorsement deals going on that they're going to make more money off the course mm. with than they're ever going to make on the course. So does that open you up to play, play a little differently? Sure, if you want to, it's up to you. You know yep. what I mean? Like, we're talking about the money. He's going to be fine. I'm not worried about Bryson DeChambeau's bank account. But, you know, it is it, – it's – it's interesting I think to compare something like that with something like it, what Louie did on mm-hmm. the end right where I kind of agree with you Matt when I watched that I was like' listen he thinks there's such a small percentage that he can get this up and yeah. get this get this down to for what an eagle to tie yeah that Okay, whatever. There's a lot of money at stake here. I'm not going to kill a guy
4: for doing it for making this choice. And I, you know, look, I kind of respect Bryson's approach. To be perfectly honest with you, but like from a golf tournament, because we talk about it all the time, like only one person wins, yeah. right? Like only one person. So the, there is like a little bit of respect from my standpoint of, of just wanting to win the thing, like and and going out and playing what you think is your yeah. best strategy to win. Now. Do I think he's going to need to tweak this? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. I do, you know, because, again, like you were saying, Kelly, there's a point to where, like, your strategy might not be working, yeah, and you need to adjust said strategy as opposed to just being like, "Nope, I'm doing this no matter what, come hell or high water." Like, like this is what I'm doing, no matter what.
2: But and it, and I agree with everything yeah. you said, and it's like I respect someone who does it. He probably doesn't need to tweak it, tweak it. But from a from a betting standpoint, you just have to be aware that this is possible with him, that he could just fall off a cliff in these situations. The the other two guys I want to ask you about, and I, and again, I spoke to Wes Reynolds about this this morning, is. Uh, and let's just cherry-pick a couple names. Mm-hmm. Tony Finau. Tony Finau did not make the cut. And Tony Finau was a guy who, somewhat justifiably, going into this tournament because of some course history, that this was a guy that, you know, you could bet top 20, top 10. I'm not, I'm not complaining about those bets. But anybody who had him in outrights, it, it, can I just say this out loud? And I, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. But can we stop with the Tony Finau outrights? Like, let him win one. We, we talked about this with Victor Hovland. People are like, why are you comparing Victor Hovland to Tony Finau? I'm not saying the same thing. I'm just making the same point about two different players. In the case of Hovland, it's a guy who has not yet won, right? Finau is this veteran that just can't get it done. Yeah, we've seen it. Right. We've seen it, but it's just like stop betting him in these big tournaments until you see it. With Hovland, I guess what I'm saying for both is there are no hero points. You don't get extra dollars for getting it right Now, this, you know, again, I've done it in tennis, so maybe I shouldn't be the one to talk about it because, you know, it it sounds great when it hits and it's never been done before. But golf is a much more massive pool of players and it's just so difficult to pick a needle out of a haystack in some of these. So I guess what I'm saying is the Tony Fino outrights, maybe people should ratchet that back. And in the case of guys like Hovland, who, by the way, withdrew, Maybe just let them win a tournament before you start going nuts on them again. I,
3: I, I think that's
4: completely fair. The, I, I think that the victory laps are going to be everywhere. Right. Because everyone's going to, when he finally does win one, every the victory laps will be everywhere. Ah, uh, know, I, was yeah. all, I was on Tony Finau, and I'm like, yeah, but you also were for the last 27 tournaments. Right. So, like, you can't be, you have to be underwater. Which, which is guy.
2: not the case in tennis, right? For, for, like, you know, again, this Fiatek kind of bets. Yeah. In golf, you almost get locked into a player, and you're like, well, now I have to bet him because so, if he wins this the, time. So the one I think that's easier about, at least for Matt and
3: I, I think I could speak for Matt in this as opposed to some other golf bettors out there. Gil, you talk about this all the time. Matt and I really rely on our models, what they tell us. Mm-hmm. Vic has been hard to quit and is going to be hard to, hard to quit because he continues to be at the top of our statistical models on all, like so many tournaments we run. It It it. I think what he did to me finally this time is <laughs> – I think I, 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 me and him need some time away a little bit. But <laughs> uh, but Tony Finau – It's not, Finau, it's not ta- you, it's me. We talked about this last week, Matt. Like, now was not – Like, yes, I, the course form, he has mm. great – He had great horse history there at Torrey Pines.
4: But the recent form – He wasn't anywhere near. wasn't me.
3: anywhere near what we had seen it, it, when we
4: were betting him three months yeah. ago. And, and, and it also – where he was showing up doesn't match like his prices either. And that's the other thing about he's, you're never going to, you're still not ever going to get good odds on Fina either. Right. So at this point you've been betting him for however long, and even if you win finally, however long from now, you're still going to be buried on the guy. Like, you're, you're still going to be underwater on the guy. Cause he, he doesn't, you never get long odds on him because everyone, because everyone bets him all the time. So I don't know. He's just uh he's a guy I don't like to bet really, you know, because I talk about win equity all the time. Like, that's my biggest thing. Like, can the guy win the tournament, you know? And and, and so, I don't, you know, he holds none whatsoever. <laughs> right. but. Don't give me your own. He's cashed a lot of top 20 tickets yeah. for oh, yeah. this
3: this year, but y- you guys are right. I mean, it's, he's not winning. The win- winning is not there. I mean, I think you could throw Xander Shoffley into that conversation okay, so, as well.
2: So, that leads to, yeah, Xander Shoffley's a little bit of that, but that leads to a different question about yesterday also, which is, besides the guys we've mentioned, and maybe throw Shoffley into this, who's the word "unraveling" is going to be is, is going to be too strong here. But who's the guy who at least had a moment of serious unraveling? Whether it was Rory making a mess uh, in the bunkers uh, on the greenside bunkers, whether it was Morikawa all of a sudden just having a disaster, um, Sorry, even bro- even in. Brooks Kepka, right? Who was like who was our guy at sixteen? I was like, oh, Brooks is making a run. It's a signature. Brooks Kepka run, and then no, not so much.
3: If Rom didn't do what he did on those final two holes, I'd be sitting here right now saying that Colin Morikawa should have won that tournament yesterday. His, But what happened to Colin Morikawa is what's happened to him. He's still so young, but it's happened to him. It's been his struggle his entire career so far. The putting let him down in that tournament yesterday. And he had an opportunity. He came out of the gates hot. I think he had an opportunity to take a lead early, put some pressure on. But just like a lot of the other guys, he fell back, uh, missed some putts, um, he was a guy that I mean, Matt, like you were talked about Bryson. I had I had moments where it was like every thirty minutes, my mind was shadowed. I was like, "Roy's gonna win this tournament. War uh, Cow's gonna win this tournament. Bryson's gonna win this yeah. tournament." And I'm like, "I don't know who's gonna win this tournament." I also <laughs> thought,
4: I also thought, you know, at the same time, like like I said, it would have been it was Bryson and Roy. I was like, one of those guys is gonna win this tournament. Like the way that they played that front nine and the the way that you know kind of held it together. And the other thing, you talk about the putter letting someone down. I mean, it, you look at the round force Statistics, you know, we talk. We always look at the the advanced stats. If you look at the round four advanced stats for for Rory, he lost two strokes putting on the field on this. I thought I thought uh, he also unlike unlike Deshambo,
3: who kind of chose some of these situations. Rory, he had a couple of these shots when he started to unravel. It was like, man, you got. Just so unlucky to end up where you're mm. uh, at, what he's hitting out of in those, uh, you know, a couple of fairway sand yep. traps, and they were like up against a lip, um, just buried in some rough. He, it was, I, I felt like he got, you know, not robbed, but, but by the course, the course hurt him a lot
2: more than some of the other they guys. They pointed out on the broadcast a couple instances where he missed poorly, like he should have been on one side of the the hole on the green, but instead he was on the, you know, the much more difficult Putting side that happened a couple times, so I mean, there's that. Uh, There was there was a bunch of guys who just they folded yesterday. It was fascinating to watch Matthew
4: Wolf being another one. Yeah, you know, Wolf never got himself, even though he was in prime contention to get it done. He never got himself going. Scotty Scheffler never got it going uh, either. And so, yeah, there's you know, your boy always just uh, we talk about a derivative player. There might not be a better derivative player. Out there than burger right now. Oh like, yeah. yeah, lurking. Like, Always the guy lurking. Just is all like again. We've seen him win at least, so there is some win equity on him. But I, I just love him for derivative markets so much because he's just a guy that is, is is so consistent to go out there and and give it like you know a top twenty for him is, it just happens so incredibly so, frequently. So here's his past tournament seventh at the U.S. Open.
3: 20th, Charles Schwab, so still tw- 20th, yeah. 75th of PGA, 3rd at the Byron Nelson, 13th of the RBC Heritage, miscut at the Masters, 9th at the Players, 35th of
4: WGC Mexico, and a win at the AT&T. Yeah. So you're hitting top 20s on him, what, 7 of 9 tournaments yes. or something like yeah. that or whatever, yeah.
2: Yeah, and he ends up finishing uh, one under for the tournament, five shots back, T seven as Kelly just said for this one right here. He
4: was a guy that I added when we were
3: talking here Friday night about guys to add. Mm-hmm. I did. I took a shot on, him a hundred to one, there was a hundred to one number out there. I was like, all right, Daniel Berger, I got too much respect for. Him. I'll add that. It was Kepka and Casey came through huge for me this weekend, just with the be- amount of money I had on. The, those were the two guys I needed to at least get to where they got to, because uh, there there was guys I added throughout the way that it was just burning money. man.
4: I can tell you this though. I mean, Rom's going to be the favorite in just about everything moving forward, and he deserves to be. He has been the most consistent player over the last five years. And we talk about it, like you look at you look at at, at okay, look, right now on on your on your screen the British Open futures. Uh, for those listening, it's it's Rom ten, Rory twelve, DJ fourteen, kepka fifteen, JT twenty. But you look down this list and. Nobody has put together consistent a consistent run of play outside of John Rahm. He's the, he's the only yeah. guy in that whole sure. list of anyone that's playing consistent golf. And so, I mean, you know. Sport. You have any in pocket at this point? I have Ricky Fowler for the uh, British Open just because I have a super, super long shot ticket on him that came up that was available, but that's the only thing that's in the account. The British Open, otherwise known as the Open Championship,
2: which uh, will be here sooner than you think. Next month, love the new golf major uh, schedule. Travelers this week, we'll talk about it later in the week. Uh, we'll review our one and done and our golf draft results coming up. We'll also look at these NBA series prices, both pre-series in the East and adjusted in the West. On the other side, right here on Prime Primetime Action. Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now, and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSIN, V-S-I-N, when you sign up. And if you or someone you know is a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See www.draftkings.com for details. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Danielle Avari off tonight. Uh, Islanders fans, it just keeps getting worse. Steven Stamkos with his second of the night, this time on a power play, four to nothing, Lightning. Game five, Stanley Cup semis between the Lightning and the Islanders. Series knotted up at two apiece. It's going to be Lightning three to two, unless the Islanders can get off the schneid pretty
4: quickly. We have gotten to the no more money line available part yeah. of this game. Uh, there, is a, there is a four puck line, if anyone is interested. The live total has moved to six and a half.
3: Qu- uh, quick, uh, quick hockey talk.
4: Yes. That
3: game the other night, how it ended. I know we we uh, we talk sometimes about how uh, some of these some of these goals and how lucky they are or something like that, but. Oh, my gosh, in this Islanders-Lightning game on Saturday, that shot at the end I felt like was one of the greatest shots I'd ever seen followed by a random position player jumping in front of the net to save that goal. Yes. It was like the greatest hockey moment I've ever seen, I felt like. <laughs> I feel. I also feel like I say that every hockey postseason, yes. but it, that was No, it was amazing. amazing.
2: You're talking about the Islanders' 3-2 to win yes. in game number four, which preserved the Islanders' uh, lead in that one. Um, Islanders ended up nodding it up, but this is a this is a different night tonight. That's for sure. Back in Tampa Bay, the defending Stanley Cup champion Lightning, who some people have made the case, Todd Wright, uh, who used to host the ESPN uh, radio show all night with Todd Wright, he lives in the Tampa Bay area. He believes that the Lightning's chances of repeating is enhanced because of the because we we're coming off a COVID year, so they're they're a lot more well rested than other. Teams trying to uh, obviously, everybody's well rested though, but he just feels like it works out better for them. Here are your uh, adjusted series prices heading into the night: Lightning were minus 230, Golden Knights minus 305. So essentially, uh, not quite the pre-flop series prices before the series started, but very close to them on both counts. Again, Golden Knights and Canadiens game five tomorrow. How about a look at real quick, the adjusted series prices in the NBA, uh, adjusted in terms of the Clippers and the Suns in the West. And then the uh, pre-series price again on the Bucks and the Hawks, Matt. Uh, as we talked about earlier, the Bucks are minus four eighty against the Hawks. By the way, they're also seven-point favorites in Game One on Wednesday. Tomorrow night's Game Two between the Clippers and the Suns. No Kawhi, and now we know no Chris Paul for the Suns. Suns up one to nothing, or minus four fifty-five. Clippers plus three forty on the comeback.
4: Yeah, I uh, like I said, so I'm, I'm sitting on a on a nice Suns future here, and so it is it is. Very tempting for me to come back in on the Clippers at plus three forty. And I think I probably will just like I said to get at least my original stake back and then I'll just kind of free roll it from from here and just be again the biggest Suns fan ever. Might be having to pop down to Phoenix, you know, a couple of times to uh, to go root <laughs> on my guys or whatever. But uh you know, now that now that I'm getting the three forty on the Clippers, I think it's probably probably in my best interest and pretty smart to just go ahead and take that. Yeah,
3: we bet I don't know if you did, but Gillad, we both bet that game for tomorrow night, right, during one of the breaks here yep. tonight.
4: Took five and a half. Did you did you bet it as well the game, Matt? Or you no, okay. I was reading that off while you guys, so, you know, we 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 trade uh, we trade favors around we here, do. you know, we, like like we're, that's right. times, <laughs> we're taking sometimes, Gil, sometimes Gil will like, we'll will filibuster for a little while so that we can put in, like, I, you know, yeah, so I took one for the team while you guys were doing that. I was talking through, yeah. The, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah,
3: I do think that's one way, like if I was in Matt's situation, I think, I, I mean, I do think I would come in on that Clippers series price a bit. I, I probably would bet the money line tomorrow night on the Clippers too, because I think this is one of those, with Marcus Morris, upgraded to probable chris paul out if you know somehow this is chris paul's last game might be a great opportunity on the on a money line uh, to pick up a pick up a win tomorrow
2: last game out yes yes if this is his last game would you by the way just flash up the game spread and the total number of games played here as well derivative markets abound for both of these series but clippers and Suns. um would you play either of these Suns minus a game and a half Clippers plus a game and a half, Suns minus two and a half, Clippers plus two and a half, or just total games played over five and a half or over six and a half with the uh, the uh, under on six and a half heavily
4: juiced. Um, I think the over five and a half is interesting.
3: I was just going to say that, yeah.
4: I yeah. can't see this thing being... I don't either.
2: Right? Yeah, that seems weird, huh? Just minus 118 on just over five and a half. That's yeah. no respect for the Clippers there. By the way, real quick, as we go to break, you want to flash it up for the uh, Bucks and the Hawks? Real quick, game spread and total games played as well. You guys said you, you both like the Bucks in five. So would you make bets under five and a half? In that case, minus 114 total games played? I think so. And lay, lay the Bucks with the games in either of those markets right there? Interesting. Yeah. Possible bets. We'll update our golf one and duns and our golf draft from the U.S. Open. That's next on v Primetime Action. NHL and NBA playoffs are here and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com and our daily members only best bet emails. Now's the time to cash in the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Once again, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Kelly, update everything for us if if you would, sir.
3: Yeah, hockey game not looking great for the Islanders. That is four to nothing now. Lightning in the second period, uh, eight minutes remaining in the second. Sixteen to one. I'm seeing Matt. I bet you're seeing
4: even better. No, there the is no things. there. No, no. That's, no money line whatsoever. No We've money line whatsoever. Half, yeah. Four
3: and a half spread. Okay, yeah. that's what we're looking at. So that Six, tells you that the sixteen to one is bunk. Yeah. oh yeah, that is old. crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, over in baseball, we still got a scoreless game with Braves and Mets. Bottom of the fourth. Uh, if you w- did want to hop in live, though, Braves minus 120, Mets minus 110. Total, two and a half. Two and a half, hmm. shade of the over. Hmm. Uh, Astros five, Orioles nothing, top of the fifth. If you wanted to get in on the Orioles live, you get 16 to one there. I do not. <laughs> yeah, not. 11 and a half is the uh, live total. Rangers five, A's one, top of the fifth. I believe I just saw an A's home run there during our last break. Uh, A's are nine to one live, nine and a half, the live total. The uh, Indians leading the Cubs three to nothing, bottom of the fifth. Of course they are. Uh, yep. Yeah. And the twins up on the Reds, three to nothing, top of the
4: fourth. That would be a home run by Nelson Cruz, 157 years old, this guy. <laughs> He's still 16th homer of the year. He's hitting 304 with a 378 OBP.
2: Quick, who hit the most homers in Major League Baseball between 2010 and 2019? Nelson Cruz. There you go. It's just Nelson. unbelievable.
3: Uh live numbers on that game. Twins minus 380, Reds plus 290, and 9.5 and your live total.
2: Okay, gentlemen. Uh, it's time to review our little golf handicapping contest that we do here on Visa's Primetime Action. Let's start with one and done for those unfamiliar. This is akin to uh, NFL Survivor where you get to use one team one week just to win outright. Then you can't use them again. So there's some strategy here. In golf, one and dones, Uh Your points are tallied up by the the resulting purse that that particular golfer golfer that you picked that week ends up with. So Kelly and I both went Brooks Kepka. As I mentioned last week, I've been saving Brooks Kepka for the US Open all year. So we end up with nearly $500,000 and Jason Kokrak, not so much for you.
4: It was uh game theory bit me in the behind right. Like if I would have been first to pick, I would have picked Kepka. Yeah. And then I'd just been locked into it, and then it would have been whatever. But then since I went last, and you had both gone Kepka, I couldn't go Kepka. Right. So then I had to, I had to go elsewhere. And it, so I love it, game. It bit th- me.
2: I love game theory, but I just don't believe in doing it in June.
4: You know what's funny? So
3: we will. We did the one and done. You could tell the difference there, and we could tell the difference in how Gil played game theory in the draft. This. aha week.
2: Who won this? You're oh, dead. Gil, you smoked us. Get it done. But yeah. I was,
3: we were grading these earlier, and I'm just like, I'm like, Gil's just tailing my bets but picking better numbers.
2: Is that what you came up with? Nah, I, mean, I will tell you this. I'm kind of kidding. My Jordan Spieth missed the cut. Should have hit, too. He got in there by a stroke. Yeah, yeah. But I'm um, lucky he did. Yeah, and Victor Hovland withdrew, but everything else, everything else got in there. Vic with the sand in the eye. That's a new yeah. one for me. A whole statement about
4: it. Sand in the eye. With an eye patch on, he makes the statement. Well, I I will tell you this, I missed the eye patch. Wow.
2: So, Danielle finished second. A rare second or third place for Danielle. Usually, she's first or last. And, uh, Matt, this was not your week in any shape, form, or fashion.
3: Matt and I owe the crew a couple weeks of pizza because I never got them last week.
2: By the way, the Brooks Kepka top five, that's all I needed. Really. Oh,
4: yeah. You were. You cruised. You cruised. Kepka getting it done. Casey with the. The, that was just the icing on the cake for him. To, I, I I actually texted. I'm like, how tilting, is is Paul Casey? Like oh, it's like, it's I mean, so tough. It's just like
3: it, dude. he got saved by the cut line move, like you were talking about, Gil, mm-hmm. With, and then uh, just speech. and then just
4: rockets up the and then just rockets up the leaderboard. Like that was just. He uh, even
3: had a ch- he had a chance to post a low number and he missed he a couple did. birdies at the end. Yeah. There was
2: a moment there where yeah. you're like, oh, Casey's doing this, and then he had a yeah terrible double bogey, um, which set him back. But the the, the Spieth Casey thing, they were both the same thing, right? Spieth should have made should have missed the cut. Uh, yep. He ends
4: up making the cut. I mean, not listed there for me. Oh no, he's he on there. Yeah, so Shane Lowry's on there for me. Uh, look, if we're gonna if we're gonna sit here and throw parties whenever we hit out, We're yeah. gonna sit here and talk about whenever we don't. So I mean, it was this was a big big losing tournament for me, and and had a lot on Shane Lowry, had a lot on head, in him head to heads. I had a lot on. Co-crack in in derivative markets and in some a couple of head-to-heads and things, whatever. So, it was uh, it was it was a rough one for me. Most of the guys that I had, I mean, I had I had lingers like I could have been saved with some outrights there towards the end, and I had guys that were certainly in the hunt comma... Uh, Come Sunday, but nobody even nobody even close after that. Yeah,
3: it it's, was, a, it's a perfect representation of how my betting went because uh, Kepka and Casey were the only two guys that won me bets. It was a easy list of graded losers for yeah. every
2: other bet I made in the tournament. But uh, Danielle had Paul Casey top Arizona State.
3: How that, but that's the best. That's the maybe one of the worst bad beats we've had doing the draft.
2: Who won that? John Rom. John Rom. Oh, of course, John Rom. <laughs> of course, right. He yeah. got
3: somebody that that high up when he finished T seven. I think Casey did, and then he, he lost. It's brutal <laughs> to a school
2: derivative.
4: Uh, uh, That's funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we were graded that earlier. I was like, okay, this, this this might be the leader in the clubhouse for worst bad beat of the uh, golf draft.
2: These are fun. These golf drafts are. They, they, they are yeah, super. They are. they are super fun. Yeah, and again, the They're booby prize fun. is we buy the crew pizza. I think I probably owe the crew pizza. I
4: think, we all, I think we all owe the crew pizza. I think you're okay. I, I, Gil's, been,
3: Gil's been good. I owed for last week, and I forgot, but in Meadows for this week. So
4: we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. Made so up. Uh, we, we talk a ton about spin rates, and everyone's making that the big thing right now. And, and, you know, one of the things that we were talking about was that a lot of the guys have come out and said it's not about – the, the pitches themselves, it's a lot about just the control, right? It's not like right. it, the ball moves more. It's yeah. like I have more control of the ball or whatever. And so, uh, Codify Baseball, a pretty good follow on Twitter if you don't follow them. So, from May 24th to June the 5th, 12,656 plate appearances. So, this was the two weeks kind of preceding the memo coming out, right? Uh, 125 hit-by-pitches, and then after the memo kind of came out that they were going to start cracking down, so that's June 6th through June the 18th, 12,700 plate appearances, so just a little, uh, about 45 more plate appearances, 162 hit-by-pitches. Now, small sample size, we're only talking two weeks, you know, cherry-picked here of before and then after, but again, about 40, guy, 40 more hit-by-pitches. Since the since the memo came out uh, after that, so maybe a little bit more uh, wild, maybe a little less control of the old baseball there, you know? Yeah,
3: that would that would not be a good development. How is this foreign stu- substance check going to work though? I can't wait to watch this work. Because Degrom was weird today. It's like, hey, wait, you're pitching good. Step aside, let us check all over your body. Let us pat you down. Basically, it was very weird. I guess we saw
4: what it's going to be like. It's uh, pretty interesting.
2: DeGrom will not be as interesting as some of the others. I won't mention any names. <laughs> but we'll find out about those guys in the coming days and weeks. We'll come back. We'll do prop watch on the Dodgers and the Padres marquee matchup in baseball tonight. It's Prime primetime action.
0: Zumo Play.
2: Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code VSYN to get a deposit bonus up to $1,500. You just keep going higher and higher. DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways to play. Choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. DraftKings Casino is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit, withdraw your money at your convenience. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Must be 21. Eligibility restrictions apply for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Danielle Alvario. Is off for the night. Oh, Tampa Bay five Islanders nothing. I looked away. Oh. Tampa Bay scored
4: again. Andy is. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to say he's definitely golden. He's, he's, but he's pretty golden. And that, by the way, five was
2: the was the total. He decided I'm going to take the uh, tick up to five and a half and play over at plus money. So yeah, if he, you played
4: pregame, you're just sitting here. Uh, yeah, you just free waiting for one more. You're free, free rolling.
2: Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for prop watch. Okay, Uh, it is the Dodgers and the Padres tonight. Uh, The Giants perched atop the NL West, but obviously the Dodgers and Padres uh, believed in uh, preseason markets to be the teams that will finish one and two, respectively, in the NL West. Here we have a... Remember when these two teams faced earlier this year? What a playoff atmosphere it was like uh, for that series earlier. This is Rios against Darvish. I'm on the, uh, the Dodgers tonight, but let's talk about some props here. Strikeouts. At six and a half for both Urias and Darvish. Uh, In the case of Urias, the under heavily juiced uh, minus 155 under six and a half Ks. For Darvish, it's a a coin flip at six and a half.
4: Yeah, I would have this actually at... Over now, like adjusted for the lineups for oh we have, oh boy uh, when you're down five nothing it's fisticuffs. just like, all you can do is just fight fisticuffs like, yeah we got we got to fight Kelly not a Donnie Brook not a Malay
2: just fisticuffs
4: no it's a, it's an old fashioned if you can't beat them beat them yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it is <laughs> I would well like said. to I would <laughs> like to see correlation to. Number of fights after a game gets three goals, like in, in, yeah. in towards one team or the other, because oh. I think it goes up exponentially. It's
2: the old shove into the goal po- into the uh, <laughs> the the post, and here we go.
4: Yeah, grab the jersey, the other one with the helmet on. Re- Re- officials were not letting this one continue too long. One good. guy actually had the face mask, so he's just punching the face mask. <laughs> which you know, I don't know what you're doing there. Yeah, um, yeah so adjusted for lineup again. Th- this is. Uh, You know, again, just one of the things. I I still think the Dodgers are awesome, and and I don't would definitely never say not bet them, whatever. But there are, the lineup is certainly a little bit less uh, punchy than you normally get. So you got Betts, Lux, and Turner, and Smith as your first four. But then it goes, um, then it goes Beatty, Taylor, McKinstry, and Zach Rex, who I actually have. Admit, I've never heard of uh, Zach Rex. Uh, R-E- I'm a
3: big fan of believing him big time tonight. R-E-P-S. R-E-P-S.
4: Um, so, what that does is take kind of Darvish's prop from like 6.2, where I would have been leaning a little bit under, up to like 7.7.4. So, a little wow. bit of an over there, but not enough, I don't think, of an edge to uh, to play the over. And that one, again, that is, this is also not adjusted for uh, maybe some the lacking of the spin rates and things and whatnot either. Mm. So these strikeout props, unless it's unless it's Jacob deGrom, I would probably be I'd probably take another couple of weeks of sample size here on yeah. a lot of these guys before I'd be playing a, a bunch of these.
2: I actually, to be honest with you, you know, I like the Dodgers tonight. I have made a bet on the Dodgers. I made it a plus one fourteen. It's not, you know, it's it's better than that for for people who want to bet the Dodgers now because the money has gone away from it. So it's like Dodgers north of plus one twenty now. Um and if we could flash up again, guys, the, uh, the win-loss here, Urias to get a win is plus 190. That would have been a pretty clever way for me to have played this. Uh, not that this guarantee that if right. the Dodgers win that he gets the win, but Julio Urias this year, uh, if you just go back to his pitching log, besides his last outing where he only went five and two-thirds, I mean, this guy gets a result either way. Uh, there's only been two outings this year where he didn't get a win or a loss. Uh, because he generally five minimum, but he's generally going six plus innings.
4: So um, and, and you got to think that if he gets blown up, then the Dodgers probably aren't winning anyway, right? You know. So I don't hate Arias at plus one ninety. I actually
2: think that's a pretty good wager, and wish I had thought about it sooner. To be quite I'm
4: honest, I'm glad I threw that on the graphic. Then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's it, a team like the Padres, right? It's like if 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 he blows him up, I mean, they're probably not gonna they're probably not going to win anyway. So that's actually yeah, man, nearly 2 to 1. That's a that's an interesting way to play this one for sure. Yeah, summer. I would think so. Here's here's the total hits prop watch. Uh over under simply put
2: for all of these guys that are listed, Dodgers and Padres up and down the lineup, and essentially these are all set at a uh, half a hit. So uh by the way, it's 6 to nothing. You, you, we can't even say we can't even go 5 minutes without another goal being scored. Uh, it is 6 man. to nothing lightning. So
3: what does what Andy hit
2: so far, five and a half. So he he has now officially hit Stamco's any goal at plus one ninety, and the over plus five and a half. I believe what with you got
4: minutes at, left in the second. Yeah, with minutes, with left, minutes left, left in the, in the
2: second. second at plus one twenty nine or something like that.
3: And he had this all written up in the New York Post today too. Check it out
2: well, again. New why I did not play this? I, I, betting will kill you psychologically, yes. like this in the Indians tonight. Another oh. one
4: of those just like he redirects the thing. I just, that. I don't understand how they do like I, that. I, mean, I, still, I don't even get it.
2: That's uh, multiple goaltenders now, giving up three goals uh, each for the Islanders here. Six to nothing. So the, these are all set back to the baseball game, all set at a half a hit, and essentially based on the person, it's either going to be, you know, the, the the over is always the favorite with the guys that are listed here anyway. Yeah, um, it's
4: like not in the starting lineup, so don't bet Don't, don't, don't bet, bet that. that. Yeah, yeah, don't bet that.
2: Uh, let's just start at the top. Tatis is the most heavily juiced over, minus 250. Mookie for the Dodgers. Uh, respectively, minus 200. Would you bet any of these under or over? I I tend to shy away from these. Do you guys know
3: anybody who bets these regularly? I do not. This, uh, Adam Candy was interesting a few weeks when he was filling in for you, Gil, betting those total base props. I hadn't really heard about those until he was betting
2: them. Jason Weingarten will play hit-run errors for the whole game. Okay. Um, And he'll do first innings, as we talk about a lot. I'll do first innings. But I don't usually get involved in, like, one player's hit number for a game again because the guys I want to bet on again oftentimes are heavily juiced but even even if I wanted to go under uh you know it's it's not like they let you bet
4: five dimes on these right.
2: so it's just not something I'm I'm that interested in on a nightly basis to be quite honest
4: yeah I mean and plus like I'm, I was just kind of these are ones too that you need to really wait on and then see what the starting lineups look like before you get going as well. And so you start to look down. Like, so Hosmer's out of the lineup tonight for for the Padres. So he's not in there. And then you also start to look like, where are these guys hitting in the lineup? So if you try to look at like some of these other guys that you don't have to pay quite as much, well, Chris Taylor's down hitting sixth in the lineup. So it's kind of like, you know, fewer at bat, in theory, fewer at bats for him and fewer opportunities for him to get there for you. With the total hits as well, so it's like you know, every now and then you can find some jewels in these where they'll like, m- like magically move a guy up to bat leadoff, and then it's kind of like, okay, if I'm going to get a leadoff hitter at maybe like minus one thirty 130 or one thirty five or something like that on, on a night, then here and there, those are sometimes I'll make those bets. Just when a guy bets out of out of order, right? Like when he bets, like they, they move him like way up in the order or something like that. But outside of that, I typically yeah. it's like
3: it's like when you have a guy like Cody Bellinger who dislocates his shoulder and then you can correlate an <laughs> under-half RBI the next game.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Kelly Kelly referring to his uh, his uh, bet on under-half an RBI for Cody Bellinger in the game after Bellinger injured his shoulder celebrating, celebrating. – yeah. And, and, and he hit someone of the park. Shoulder, out spine. Shoulder <laughs> spine. Turns out it wasn't right. He got surgery after that, or he, or he was sat out of the lineup he got anyway. Surgery after yeah. the yeah, it was after the series. Uh, I will say this though, because you know this always comes in my head. We we are sports betters first, Matt. You have played more fantasy than than I have. To me, this is a great. Uh, you never say gateway in a, in a great context. Mm-hmm. But if you're a DFS <laughs> player, right? If you're a fantasy DFS player. To me, these markets, the hit markets and the home run markets, especially the hits, that's like a good transition to Mm -hmm. sports betting. That, to me, based on all of your DFS research, translates beautifully to that. That, to me, is how I see this. The the best application of this is the DFS players who want to dabble in sports betting because I think the same things you're researching for one apply to the other. By the way, we do have a a home run as well. Obviously, the yes on these are going to be big plus money. With Tatis Jr. and Mookie Betts, the short shots for the respective teams three to one and plus three fifty. Is there anybody here you would take a flyer on, or, or basically the same reaction to the hits?
4: Market? Yes, I mean, same reaction. I mean, that said, I mean Tatis obviously is always super, super live to 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 hit a bomb. But I mean, like you know, I, I'm I I don't think three to one though is is enough is enough for me. To go there for him.
3: As Ben Wilson points out from downstairs, imagine betting nose on like on this one on a nightly basis and just <laughs> sweating just, that out for a game. Just
2: please don't hit out of the park. Sounds
3: like a blast.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Urias, for what it's worth, has given up a homer in his last, a single homer in his last five outings. Uh, and in the case of you, Darvish, Darvish has given up a home run in, in his last four outings. So both of them uh, have given up the long ball of late anyway. But again, I don't read into stuff like that either. A lot of people are going are gonna to quote those things and say, oh, you see, they're giving them up. I, I don't think there's any correlation. Every, every matchup is different. And um, he could just as easily give up three as he gives up none. Quite frankly, both of these guys.
3: So, Gail, I want to bring this up real quick. We were talking about some of those NBA series earlier, and uh, we know I know we had to rush through the Haw- yes. Hawks-Bucks one a little bit. So, I'm actually not going to play anything that's on this screen because I do like them. I like the Bucks in five or six. So, I re- I really and you can find those exact options out there. So that's how I'm going to play it is two two bets, split it on the win in five, win in six. Because I think over five and a half, I would lean that way. But I, I think there's a chance they win in five, so I don't want to possibly hurt myself there. And then the, you know, plus one and a half, plus two and a half. I mean, if anything, I guess from what I'm saying, I would lean Hawks plus two and a half. But I'm not playing that, and I don't want to lay the juice to, to lay one and a half with the Bucks. So that's how I'm going to play it. Plenty of different ways to play these uh, play these uh, series, though. So what are you playing here on these? I mean, I'm playing the series price. I've already played it yeah. minus 400, and then I'm not not playing anything on the screen. I'm going to play the exactas of the Bucks to win in five and the I Bucks see. to win in six. Man,
2: I hope your Hawks tickets get there though, despite all that. That would be awesome. I hope I, lo-
3: I, hope I lose all. I was gonna say, I too. hope
2: you lose everything you just mentioned, so Me that, that your Hawks ticket stays alive. Uh, we got a run for Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin, Danielle, who's not here, Gil Alexander. Thanks for watching Veasan's Prime Time Action. The Nightcap with Tip Murray is next. We'll i
0: mo play